I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, March 3rd. T police are asking the public for help identifying a man who allegedly propositioned a pair of preteen girls at a red line station in Quincy. The victims, two girls aged 11 and 12, told police that last Sunday, earlier that day, while waiting for a train at the North Quincy station, a man they didn't know called out to them to come with him. Both girls ignored the man, so the man allegedly started walking towards them while saying, come here, I have candy and puppies. The girls were frightened by the interaction and ran away from the train platform. The man did not follow them. Police are hoping the public can help them identify a man pictured on their website. He is a person of interest in their investigation. Police did not give a description of the man. 27th-ranked Quincy High School girls varsity basketball team advancing in the Division I state tournament after defeating Doherty Memorial Wednesday nights at the Quincy High School gym 49-42. Presidents will play six-seed Framingham at Framingham High School Saturday at 7 p.m. North Quincy boys basketball earning the 11th seed in Division II. Raiders host Whitman Hansen. Tonight at 6.30 in the gym at North Quincy High School. The reigning champions of Public Television's High School Quiz Show will return to the TV screen Saturday. North Quincy High takes on St. John's Prep in the first round of competition. The show is set to air 6 p.m. Saturday on GBH2 and streamed on YouTube. High School Quiz Show pits high schools from around the state against each other in trivia competitions. The local high schools are two of 17 teams that beat out dozens of others from across the state in a qualifying round. Qualifying teams compete in televised tournament rounds until one team claims the title. North Quincy High School team beat Andover last year to win the competition. Last year's team consisted of juniors John Thomas Malvesti, Caitlin Vu, Dominique Dang, Peter Romeo, Sophie Noreen, and Nicholas Enbar Salo. Same students will compete this season. Five local women will be honored tomorrow during a Remember the Ladies Presentation and Tea event at Quincy High School in recognition of Women's History Month. Mayor Thomas Koch says the ceremony will celebrate the legacy of First Lady Abigail Adams by recognizing Manette Community Health Center CEO Cynthia Sierra, Quincy Public Schools Assistant Superintendent Aaron Perkins, Quincy Community Action Programs Director Beth Ann Strollo, Quincy Choral Society Music Director Sarah Labrie. In addition, the Massachusetts Historical Society's Adams Papers Editor-in-Chief Sarah Martin will be recognized for preserving the writings of Abigail Adams. Emmy Award-winning 7 News reporter Kimberly Bookman will host the presentation in the Quincy High School Auditorium tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. The event is free and open to the public. Eighth grade students and their parents can receive free CPR and AED training tomorrow from Brewster Ambulance in Quincy company is offering the free certification classes tomorrow from 8.30 to noon in the gym at the Central Middle School. Transportation to and from Central will be provided from the Atlantic, Point Webster, Southwest, and Broadmeadows Middle Schools. 
Nearly a month after a fire shuttered Brockton Hospital, Governor Healy toured sites impacted by the incident yesterday, including the medical center where many patients have been diverted. Healy and Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll were set to visit Good Samaritan Medical Center, which has had about twice the number of emergency room visits since the February 7th fire shut down Brockton Hospital. They were also visiting a fire station, a neighborhood health center, and urgent care facility in Brockton yesterday. About 160 patients were evacuated from Brockton Hospital as throngs of firefighters descended onto it to fight the fire, which was reported about 9 a.m. after starting at a transformer room in the basement. Power to the hospital had to be shut down. The facility is expected to remain closed until at least mid-May. Two people have pleaded guilty to charges tied to separate schemes to give permits and driver's licenses to people who didn't actually pass the appropriate tests at the Brockton RMV. 43-year-old Mia Cox Johnson, a former manager of the RMV in Brockton, was accused of taking money to give customers passing scores on both the passenger vehicle driver's license and commercial driver's license tests. According to prosecutors, between December of 2018 and October of 2019, Cox Johnson conspired to pass the customers in exchange for payment. The customers were told to request a paper version of the test rather than taking it online. The prosecutors highlighted two separate incidents when Cox Johnson allegedly accepted $1,000 in cash to pass someone taking a learner's permit test who had previously failed six times. In a second incident, Cox Johnson was accused of accepting $200 to pass a customer taking three tests for a CDL license, despite the fact that driver failed one of those tests. The second person, 61-year-old Estavio Samito, who owned a driving school, was accused of paying off a road test examiner at the Brockton RMV to pass certain applicants. Some of those applicants never even took the test. Samito was charged and pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit honest service mail fraud. Governor Healy has been on a tour of sorts this week, touting her $55.5 billion budget proposal, which is now in the hands of the legislature. A major headline hitting the airwaves and covering the front pages is over her proposal for free community college. The Mass Reconnect program would allow anyone 25 and older without a college degree to take classes for free. Healy says the program could help 1.8 million people in the state further their education. As it stands now, Mass Reconnect will cost about $20 million. It's part of the billion dollars in new revenue from the Fair Share Amendment, also known as the Millionaire's Tax, a 4% surtax on individuals making more than a million dollars a year. Voters approved the Fair Share Amendment as a ballot initiative last November. It is a tick takeover. Warm winter means those pesky pests are out. And more than in years past, researchers say ticks can become active if the temperature is above 40 degrees and there's no snow on the ground. So far, Massachusetts has averaged less than a foot of snowfall this year and 59 days above 40. 
The state typically averages 39 days above 40 degrees in the winter. Researchers in Connecticut have a tick submission program for anyone who gets a bite. The winter numbers are getting higher. Check of business news this morning. Stocks rebounded yesterday. The Dow was up 341 points. The Nasdaq rose 83 and the S&P added 29. Asian stocks followed Wall Street higher. The dollar's down, the euro's up, oil at almost $78 a barrel. Sports Bruins beat Buffalo 7-1, and they'll take on the Rangers at the Garden tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. Celtics will host the Nets tonight at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, partly cloudy and a high 45 degrees. For tonight, the uh, snow arrives late. 10, 11 o'clock, low of 26. Tomorrow, snow changing to a wintry mix with a possibility of a couple of inches of accumulation. High tomorrow, 37. Partly cloudy, 45 on Sunday, and sunny, 50 on Monday. For the boater, waves about 2 feet. Northwest wind, 10 to 15. Gusting to 20 will become northeasterly later today in a high tide just after 8.30 a.m. Sunrise, 616, set at 535. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, March 3rd.